بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد سر الإمام إمام النووي رحمه الله تعالى he mentions in his book the 40 hadith عن أبي ذر رضي الله عنه أيضا and so he says إمام النووي and so from Abu Dhar radiallahu anhu ayda which means also referring to the fact that the previous hadith the 24th hadith was also narrated by Abu Dhar so here he mentions an Abi Dharrin radiallahu anhu ayda also meaning again just as the 24th hadith was reported by Abu Dhar so again here on the authority of Abu Dhar radiallahu anhu anna Unasan, oh Nasan, both of them are correct. There are two versions of this wording here. Anna Unasan, oh Anna Nasan. Anna Nasan min ashabi Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He narrates here that a group of people from the companions of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said to the Prophet Anna Nasa min ashabi Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Dhahaba ahlul duthuri bil ujur This is what they said to the Prophet Dhahaba ahlul duthuri bil ujur That the people of wealth Those who possess wealth Yani the rich ones Dhahaba ahlul duthur bil ujur They have gone with the ujur With the reward They have taken the reward يصلون كما نصلي They pray just as we pray ويسومون كما نصوم And they fast just as we fast ويتصدقون بفضول أموالهم And they give in charity With that surplus wealth that they possess That wealth that they possess That we don't possess And that is why They have gone with the reward قال And so the Prophet ﷺ he said أَوَلَيْسَ قَدْ جَعَلَ اللَّهُ لَكُمْ مَا تُصَدَّقُونَ Has Allah not made for you that which or that with which you can give in charity? And so then he said, the Messenger of Allah Sallam after saying this, he said, إِنَّ بِكُلِّ تَسْبِيحَةٍ صَدَقَةٍ Indeed with every tasbih, every time you say subhanallah, that is sadaqah, charity. وَكُلِّ تَكْبِيرَةٍ صَدَقَةٍ And every takbir, every saying Allahu Akbar Every statement that you make of Allahu Akbar is sadaqah وَكُلِّ تَحْمِيدَةٍ صَدَقَةٍ And every time you say Alhamdulillah That is sadaqah, charity وَكُلِّ تَحْلِيلَةٍ صَدَقَةٍ And every tahlila, every statement of La ilaha illallah Is sadaqah, charity وَأَمْرٌ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ صَدَقَةٍ and to command with good is sadaqah, charity. وَنَحْيٌ عَمْ مُنْكَرٍ صَدَقَةٍ And to forbid from evil is also sadaqah. وَفِي بُدْعِ أَحَدِكُمْ صَدَقَةٍ And in one of you having relations with your wife is sadaqah, charity. قَالُوا And so they said, upon hearing this, upon hearing this last statement, وَفِي بُدْعِ أَحَدِكُمْ صَدَقَةٍ and in having relations with your wives, 
is charity. They said, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah, Ayati ahaduna shahwatahu wa yakunu lahu fiha ajar. Yani, does one of us come to his wife and fulfills that desire, has relations with his wife, and he's rewarded for that? He has reward in that? And so the Prophet ﷺ, he said, قال, أَرَأَيْتُمْ لَوْ وَضَعَهَا فِي حَرَامٍ أَكَانَ عَلَيْهِ وَزَرٍ He said, do you not see that if he was to place that shahwa and the desire that he has in haram, in something that is unlawful, يعني, um, uh, zina, to fornicate or to uh, commit adultery, have you not seen that if he was to place that shahwa and the desire of his in haram, that which is forbidden, and is there sin upon him, and does he have that burden uh, of sin upon him? Of course he does. فكذلك. And so likewise, if he places that in halal, in that which is uh, allowed and lawful, he has reward and he is rewarded for that rawah Muslim. And that hadith was recorded by Imam Muslim in his Sahih. Now, and so uh, we have uh, been through the seerah of Abu, Abu Dhar uh, previously. Uh, so there's no need to mention anything concerning his biography. Uh, but as for this hadith, then he mentions that a group of the companions of the Messenger of Allah said, to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi That the people of Duthur And Duthur refers to Al-Amwal Al-Kathira uh, Much wealth uh, Duthur is a statement that is used A word that is used for uh, wealth uh, يعني, uh, A large amount of wealth Meaning the people who possess wealth And the people who are rich um, And the people who are يعني, wealthy They have gone with the Ujur with the reward and so here we have a question from uh, a group of people from the companions of the messenger of Allah uh, or a statement about the wealthy Ahlul Duthur which means that the ones who are asking they are fuqara that they are poor so it was يعني, a group from the companions meaning a group of poor poor individuals from the companions of the messenger of Allah and this shows to us the zeal and the passion of the Sahaba um, concerning the, perform, the performing of good actions and how those who were not blessed to have that wealth or in a less fortunate uh, position how they, how they يعني, uh, were uh, zealous and how they had passion in in trying to learn from the Messenger of Allah and asking the Messenger of Allah uh, about those actions that they could perform which would make them compete and allow them to compete with Ahlul Duthur with the people of riches and people of wealth so this shows to us the, the zeal of the Sahaba and the passion of the Sahaba and there has come also concerning Jihad that the Sahaba that they would become Sad. The Sahaba would, they would become sad when 
they weren't able to perform jihad. So likewise, when they weren't able to give in sadaqah, they, they became sad. The fuqara from the sahaba, although they were excused. Although they were, although they were excused, because Allah has not blessed them with that, with that, that wealth, that they became sad at this fact, that the fact that the Ahlul Duthur and the people of riches and wealth were able to give in sadaqah and they were distinguished from them with this يعني, trait and this blessing of having uh, wealth. But likewise, in jihad, if they were not able to go out for jihad, they became sad. And so, in one of the battles when the, when the Prophet ﷺ, he commanded the Sahaba to get ready for battle. And a group of them, they came to the Messenger of Allah, Messenger of Allah uh, asking for uh, uh, a mount, asking for uh, riding animals so that they could go out with them. They asked the Messenger of, Messenger of Allah to provide them with animals with which they could go out and join the battle. Now, but the Messenger of Allah he replied and he said, Wallahi, la ajidu ma ahmilukum alayhi. He said, By Allah, I don't. I don't possess and I can't find that which I'm able to give you as a mount. An animal that you can ride and go out to, to battle. And due to this, we find this in the Quran, in Surah Tawbah, where Allah mentions, uh, and we find in Surah Tawbah the command of jihad, where Allah subhanahu he mentions, in Surah Tawbah, لَيْسَ عَلَى الضُّعَفَاءِ وَلَا عَلَى الْمَرْضَىٰ وَلَا عَلَى الَّذِينَ لَا يَجِدُونَ مَا يُنْفِقُونَ حَرَجٍ There is no blame, no sin upon the du'afa, upon those who are weak. وَلَا عَلَى الْمَرْضَىٰ Nor those who are sick. وَلَا عَلَى الَّذِينَ لَا يَجِدُونَ مَا يُنْفِقُونَ حَرَجٍ Nor is there any blame upon those who... Those who don't find anything to spend in the way of Allah, to spend, to go out to to, to the battle, not able to spend on a riding animal. Now, so Allah mentions in Surah Tawbah that there's no blame upon them. We mention this this verse. In the very first uh, lesson of this kitab, and the first hadith, that hadith, al-deen uh, al-nasihah, that, uh, uh, not in the, in, the, in the first hadith, but in the uh, hadith, the hadith, wherein, Tamim al-Dari, he narrated that the messenger, messenger of Allah, he said, that the religion is nasihah. Now, and we mention here that nasihah, Refers to sincerity, sincerity, to be sincere, and so here we have in this verse that there's no blame, there's no blame upon those who are weak, those who are sick, or those who are poor. There's no blame upon them if they don't go up for jihad. Either meaning if they are sincere. Uh, not the usual translation that we may translate this word يعني, with. Nasiha, which means to, to give advice. If they give advice to Allah and His Messenger, it's impossible to give advice to Allah. But the meaning here is, إِذَا نَسْعُوا لِلَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ If they are sincere, 
They are sincere to Allah and His Messenger. Now, and there is no blame, there is no complaint to be made against the good doers. Allah is Wafur, He is all forgiving, Rahim, and He is all merciful. ولا على الذين إذا ما أتوك لتحملهم. Nor is there any blame on those who come to you asking that you provide them with a mount, an animal that they can ride upon. قلت لا أجد ما أحملكم عليه. And you and you said to them that I don't find any animal to provide you with. تولوا وأعينهم they turned back, meaning these fuqara from the Sahaba, the poor ones from the Sahaba who asked this, they asked for the riding animal. The Prophet he said, What? Allah here is narrating uh, concerning that which the Prophet said to them. You said to them, I don't find an animal that you can ride upon. They turned back. وَأَعْيُنُهُمْ تَفِيضُ مِنَ الدَّمْعِ حَزَنًا And their eyes were overflowing with tears. They were crying in tears um, from the fact that they uh, had no wealth that they could spend so that they can go out uh, with the Messenger of Allah in battle. So this was the way of the Sahaba. The Sahaba, they would become sad when they weren't able to perform uh, certain actions. And concerning... Concerning uh, this, we have also in the, the hadith, the hadith is in the Sahih Hain, in Sahih Bukhari, Sahih Muslim, and others, where the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu he said, Inna bil Medina rijalan aqwaman. That in Medina, and you're left behind men in Medina, men, you've left them behind, ma qata'tum wadiyan. That there's not a valley that you cross. مَا سَلَكْتُمْ طَرِيقًا وَمَصِيرًا And there's not a path that you take, that you tread upon. وَمَا نِلْتُمْ مِنْ عَدُوٍ نَيْلًا Not an enemy that you defeat. إِلَّا وَقَدْ شَرَكُوكُمْ فِي الْأَجْرَ Except that they, they share with you in reward. Except that they, these men that you left behind, there's not a valley that you cross, there's not a pathway that you take, not an enemy that you defeat. Except that those men that you left behind, although they didn't come out with you, then they share with you in that reward. Habasahum al other. They were prevented from coming out due to a legitimate excuse. Habasahum al marad. Illness prevented them from coming out. The, 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 those who were sick and those who were poor. Habasahum al faqr. They weren't able to come. And that which prevented them was their poverty. Now, um, and so uh, we have here uh, the, the Sahaba of the Messenger of Allah, the, the poor ones from the Sahaba. We see that, ha- that they became sad. They became sad at the fact that they weren't able to perform uh, yani, uh, those actions that the people of wealth were distinguished uh, by, yani, given in charity with wealth. Now, so after, after the Messenger of Allah, he mentioned this. This uh, uh, in this hadith where he said that you have left behind men in Medina. Then after he mentioned this, he read the ayah, that ayah that we read from Surah At-Tawbah, 
ولا على الذين إذا ما أتوك لتحملهم there's no blame upon them those who came to you asking um, that you provide them with a with a riding animal now the verse the verse in surah at-tawbah now so here we have the sahaba as we mentioned making this statement to the messenger of Allah however this is not jealousy it wasn't hasad that hasad which we know is blameworthy that envy it wasn't envy from the from the uh, sahaba from the fuqara of the sahaba the poor ones it wasn't the fact that they were being envious in a bad way and towards the companions who were rich nor was it i'tirad ala qadrillah nor was it them being yani, uh, going against and showing their detest with the qadr of allah that allah hasn't given them wealth it wasn't that it wasn't that they're being envious and wanting wanting that that blessing of the of the rich ones and the rich folk from the Sahaba that their blessing be taken away because hasid, that's, that's the meaning of hasid hasid and envy is when a person, he envies another individual and he wants that, that blessing be taken away from him so he, he envies him for, uh, yani concerning that which he doesn't have and he wants that that blessing leaves that individual that's called hasid as for ghibta this is a praiseworthy form of envy. Hasad is a blameworthy. Ghibba is a praiseworthy form. And that is that you wish for the same blessing that, that your brother has, but without wanting that, that, that he loses that blessing. That's called a ghibba. Now, and so this was ghibba from the Sahaba. It was ghibba. It was them. Yani, uh, Recognizing this blessing that their brothers have and them desiring that, but the fact that they weren't able at that time to come with that action that, this, that, the, that the rich ones were able to, to, come, to come with, and given in charity with wealth, then due to this, they asked, yani, what, is, what is there for them? What is there for them? And that is why they said, They pray just as we pray. They fast as we fast. However, they give in charity with their surplus wealth. Now, meaning that Allah, that Allah has blessed them and given them uh, that which we don't have. And so, the Messenger of Allah he responded and he said, has Allah not given you that which you're able to give in charity with? Meaning, has Allah not given you or made for you ways and means in which you can acquire the same reward as them? Or in another way, don't think that sadaqah and charity is restricted to sadaqah and charity which we commonly understand or which is the origin uh, concerning the meaning of sadaqah which is to give in charity with wealth meaning don't think that charity is only through giving wealth but char- charity can be acquired and the reward of charity given in charity can be acquired through other means now and so sadaqah and I believe you mentioned this before but sadaqah in its, in its origin the root of the word comes from sidq. Sidq. 
and truthfulness. So when we say Abu Bakr Siddiq, Abu Bakr the truthful one, Sidq. So Sadaqah comes from the root, this root, Sadaqah, to be truthful. Now, and the reason why the one who gives in charity is called the Mutasaddiq is because it's a sign of his truthfulness when he departs from that thing which is beloved to him, his wealth. Wealth is beloved to everyone. But when he finds it within himself to depart from that wealth and give that wealth to others, to spend in the way of Allah, to depart from that wealth, then that's a sign of his truthfulness, that truthfulness uh, of his iman. And that is why he's referred to as mutasaddiq, and his action is referred to as sadaqah. Now, however, that is the origin when we, when, when, when we mention sadaqah. The origin when we say sadaqah, charity, what comes to mind is given in uh, charity via wealth. Give, spending in the way of Allah or uh, spending upon the poor and so on. Yani, by one's wealth. However, a broader definition is is isal al-khayr wal-naf'a lil-nafs wal-ghayr as the scholars have mentioned. And a more broader definition of charity, sadaqah, is to, to bring about some good and benefit to oneself or others. Now, and that is why um, the Sahaba they asked concerning uh, shortening, shortening one's prayer when traveling. Because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala He mentions it in Surah An-Nisa, "Falaysa alaykum junahun an taqsuru min al-salat." That there's no harm upon you that you shorten. Your prayer and taqsuru min as In khiftum ayyuftinakum alladheena kafaru. If you fear, if you fear, in khiftum, if you fear that the disbelievers will put you to trial and harm you. So, you're, you're allowed to shorten your prayer. But the sahaba, they, they, said to, they said, but what about if we're not in fear? Hmm? What about if we're not in fear? Then we don't need to shorten because the verse mentions in khiftum, if you fear from the enemy. But what about what? What if we don't fear? Then we, there's no need to shorten the prayer. And so the messenger of Allah he said, and he responded by saying, "Sadaqatun, tasaddaqallahu biha alaykum." Sadaqa. It's a charity. It's a charity with which Allah has given given you charity. Now, and he has given you uh, charity in this way. Uh, and so accept his sadaqah that's the sadaqah from Allah but is this sadaqah of wealth? no it is sadaqah of it is the charity of bringing about some good and benefit to others and so charity is not just given uh, with wealth one's wealth no. and then the messenger of Allah he began to explain different forms of charity the different types of charity Every time you say Subhanallah, that is sadaqah. Every time you say Allahu Akbar, that is sadaqah, that is charity. Every time you say Alhamdulillah, that is sadaqah. And every time you say La ilaha illallah, that is sadaqah. These are the, 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 the noun forms that are used for these statements. Tasbihah, yani subhanallah. 
refers to say the statement of subhanallah. Takbira, uh, as you know, is the takbir. Allahu Akbar, the saying Allahu Akbar. Tahmidah is the saying of Alhamdulillah. And tahlila, the saying La ilaha illallah. Now, so every time a person makes one of these statements, then he, 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 he gets that reward of charity. It is charity. Now, and there has come also in the Sahihain concerning this hadith, the hadith in, in discussion, the 25th hadith, but with a slightly different wording. And also this time narrated through a different companion. This, this hadith is, is narrated by whom? Abu Dhar. Abu However, there has come in the Sahihain, Sahih Bukhari, Sahih Muslim, a wording that has come from Abu Huraira. That he said that the fuqra of the muhajireen, the poor from the muhajireen, the migrants, those who migrated, the sahaba who migrated from Mecca to Medina, that they came to the messenger of Allah and they said, ذَهَبَ أَهْلُ الدُّثُورِ The people of Duthur, of wealth, they have, they have gone with الدرجات العلا They have gone with the higher levels. الدرجات العلا, the higher levels. Anyway, high levels of the rewards and high levels in, in Jannah. Al-Naim, Al-Muqim, and they've gone with that, Al-Naim, those blessings in Jannah. That, يعني, they've, they've gone with that reward and they've gone with that, that status and the, those levels in Jannah. Now, and then so the Messenger of Allah he said, He said, uh, Meaning, why is that? How have they taken that? Meaning, wh- why are you saying this? Um, and then they said, They pray just as we pray. And they fast as we fast. And they give in charity, but we don't give in charity. And they free slaves, but we, we're not able to free slaves. Because they, they free slaves because they're rich. They're able to free slaves. But we're not able to free slaves. So we have an addition here in this hadith. So this hadith is recorded, reported also in Sahih, but through Abu Huraira with a slightly different wording. But we take some benefits, further benefits from this hadith and this wording. Now, and so the Prophet ﷺ, he responded and he said, أَفَلَا أُعَلِّمُكُمْ شَيْئًا تُدْرِكُونَ بِهِ مَنْ قَدْ سَبَقَكُمْ Shall I not teach you something by way of which you can reach that which those who preceded you, you can reach the same reward? And acquire the same reward. And you can proceed those who come after you. And in action, by way of which you can reach the same and attain the same reward as those before you. Those who came before you. And you can proceed those who come after you. And so the Sahaba, they, 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 they and the, Afwan, the Messenger of Islam, he completed and he said, and no one will be better than you. No one. If you do this, he, has, he hasn't told him what yet. He hasn't said what. He's going to explain. Uh, but he's still explaining, shall I not teach you something? By way of which if you were to do it, you will يعني, attain the same reward as those who came before you. And you will precede those who come after you. And there will be no one better than you. Except for one who does the same as what you do. And this thing that I'm about to explain to you. And so the Sahaba, they said, Bala, Ya Rasulullah. Of course, tell us. O Messenger of Allah, And so he responded and he said, 
تسبحون وتكبرون وتحمدون دبر كل صلاة that you تسبحون say سبحان الله تكبرون you say الله أكبر وتحمدون and you say الحمد لله after every prayer after every prayer ثلاثة وثلاثين مرة 33 times 33 times hmm? and so this shows us the virtue of these adhkar sometimes we, yeah, we know many of us we know but we forget the great reward in this and look how look at the look at the background of this hadith the sahaba they came and they mentioned this and the prophet said shall i not teach you something that if you were to do it you will attain the same reward as those who came before you and you will precede those who come uh, after you after every prayer say subhanallah 33 times Alhamdulillah 33 times Allahu Akbar 33 times And there will be no one better than you Unless He does the same as you and So it's, it's good for us to, to, to Remind ourselves Concerning this, this dhikr here yani after, after the salah Because it's easy for us Very easy for us to, become, yani to get into the habit Of just yani Standing Immediately after the salah and, and not making the adhkar. And yeah, it's mustahab, it's recommended, it's not something which is obligatory. And they may come to a person from time to time, yeah, a need that, which requires him to get up from the prayer immediately and to go and see to some need. That's okay. However, it's also very easy for us to then get into the habit of constantly leaving this. And shaitan, he, he, he comes to us all the time. Yeah, and he finishes the prayer quickly and go, carry on doing, doing what you need to do. So a person, he leaves the, yani, this, this dhikr. How easy is it to make this dhikr, ayyulukhwa, and to attain this reward? Now, and so Abu Salih, he mentioned, he said, um, and Abu Salih, as far as I remember, is one of the narrators in this hadith. He said, فَرَجَعَ فُقَرَ الْمُحَاجِرِينَ And so, those same sahaba, those poor ones from the sahaba, who, who asked this, they came back to the Prophet and they said, سَمِعَ uh, إِخْوَانُنَا أَهْلُ الْأَمْوَالِ بِمَا فَعَلْنَا فَفَعَلُوا مِثْلَهِ That our brothers, I mean the rich ones, أَهْلُ الْدُثُورِ or أَهْلُ الْأَمْوَالِ and the people of wealth, they were those ones that they, were, they initially came complaining and saying that they have gone with all the reward. That those, our brothers, they have heard that which you have told us to do and which we are doing now. And they are doing the same as us now. And so the messenger also responded and he said, that is the يعني, fadl of Allah and the bounty of Allah that He gives to whoever He uh, He wills and whoever He pleases. Now, and commanding with good is sadaqah, is charity. And forbidding from evil is also sadaqah. So if you were to see an individual, one who falls short from, يعني, concerning some of the actions of obedience and you were to command him to do something, command him to, to carry out uh, an action of ma'roof, uh, good action, an action of obedience, then that is char- charity يعني, from you. And you acquire the reward of uh, the mutasaddiq, one of, uh, the one who gives in charity. And likewise, if you were to see someone who, who is committing some kind of evil, if you were to warn him and forbid him from that evil, then, then you get the reward of uh, the one who gives in charity. However, Sheikh Ibn Taymiyyah he mentions concerning um, this affair 
this great affair in Islam of commanding the good and forbidding the evil, there are conditions. With commanding the good, there are two conditions, as the Shaykh mentions. When a person commands the good, there are two conditions. Uh, the first condition, he says, is بِأَنْ يُكُونَ الْآمِرَ عَالِمًا بِأَنَّ هَذَا مَعْرُوفٌ Meaning that the one who is commanding the good, he must know that that thing is a good thing. And so, the ignorant one, the one who doesn't know that which is يعني, a good thing and from the religion and, and an, action, an action of worship, then he doesn't uh, command the good. If a person has no knowledge of what is ma'roof in Islam, and what is an action of worship, and so on, it is not allowed for him to command the good. So that's the first condition. Second condition is that he knows that this ma'roof, or, or he knows that the... Uh, that the one who is going he, who he's going to command with good, that he has left that good. He has to uh, verify that he has actually left that good, and he hasn't carried it out. And so the example that the Sheikh gives, a very easy example, um, is when that man came or entered the masjid whilst the Prophet ﷺ was yakhtub, was given the khutbah yom al jumaa, and he sat. And the Prophet ﷺ, he said, Asallate. He said, Did you pray? And the man, he said, La. He said, No. He said, Qum, Fasal. Qum, Fasal. He said, Stand and pray. Two, 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 two uh, raqa'ah. Raqa'atain. And so here, we find that the Prophet ﷺ, first he verified. He verified. And he, he saw him, came and he sat down. And many of us would assume, well, he hasn't prayed, he just sat down. Hmm? But here we see that the Prophet ﷺ, he first verified. He said, Asallate, did you pray? And he didn't just rush to commanding the good. Because, as we mentioned, the condition here, the second condition is that a person verifies and he knows that that person has actually left off that, he's left off that ma'roof. He hasn't performed it. And so this is uh, the second condition. Now, the first one, anyone can remember that? Knowledge. Knowledge that that thing is actually uh, a ma'roof, an action of, of uh, ma'roof, an action of uh, worship and uh, an act, action of obedience. For example, if a person, he sees something as good, but it is something from, uh, يعني, uh, from the traditions of the people. He sees it as good, but it's something from the culture. Something that they do uh, when it comes to um, a child being born. Uh, as some people do in some, some uh, communities and some traditions, that they uh, believe, and this was a question that uh, brother he, he asked only a few weeks ago, that they believe that when you're given charity, when you're given charity and when you sacrifice uh, an animal just before the woman who's pregnant is about to give birth, then that lightens, that lightens her, the, the pains of childbirth. A belief that they have, and they think it's a good deed, and if you do that, this will happen. Giving charity, no doubt, is a, is a good deed. And sacrificing an animal and feeding the poor, it's, it's something good. But with this belief here, that if you do it at this time, then it brings about such and such result, and for the, for the pregnant woman, that it lightens her childbirth, and so on, the pains. Uh, and this is something which, obviously, he sees as something which is good, However, it is not something which is ma'roof in the religion, nothing that has a proof uh, in Islam, in the Sharia, 
in the Quran or in the Sunnah. Now, and so that's the first condition that he knows that it's an actual ma'roof. Likewise, a person uh, celebrating the Prophet's birthday, he sees it as good. He sees it as good. It's good to him. It's good to his يعني, uh, people and his community. And he, he calls others to it, but it's not a good. Now, so even if it's an innovation, uh, then, uh, as we mentioned, the condition is that it must be a good which is established in the Sharia. And the second condition? Verified that that person that he's commanding to do the good hmm? hasn't left it out. So they're the two conditions for commanding the, 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 the good. As for forbidding the evil, three, con- three conditions. Three conditions. Uh, that Sheikh, he mentioned Sheikh Ibn Uthameen in the explanation of this, of this uh, book, the 40 hadith of Imam Nawawi, and concerning this hadith. So when a person forbids the evil, there are three conditions. The first, that he, similar to the, to the first condition of commanding the good, which, mean, which is knowledge that it is an actual evil. Knowledge that it is an evil with the dalil shari'i, with the legislative proof, proof in Islam, from the Quran and the Sunnah. So he doesn't go back to the norms and traditions of his people or his emotions and jealousy. He sees this as something, something bad. Hmm? Uh, he just goes back to his, his emotions. No proof for it, just his emotions and his, his jealousy. He has jealousy of the, yeah, and he concerning something. You shouldn't do that. However, it's something which is allowed. Now, for example, uh, marrying your paternal or maternal uh, cousin, sister, person will say, no, you shouldn't marry. Marry someone who's further away. Hmm? It's allowed. It's allowed in the religion. But he, 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 and he thinks, ah, this, you shouldn't do it. It's better. And it's just his emotions. And he, he thinks this is better. No. He, he, it's not for him to say that you shouldn't do this. He believes he's forbidding the evil. No. So that's the first condition. Second condition, that a person... He knows that he has fallen into that munkar. He knows that he has fallen into that munkar. Before he goes to an individual and says, you shouldn't do that. And so, an example, in Ramadan, a person, he sees someone eating. In Ramadan, in the month of Ramadan, he sees another Muslim eating in Masjid al-Haram in Mecca, let's say. And he thinks, Masjid al-Haram, Ramadan, he's eating. And he goes to him and says, you shouldn't eat. It's haram for you to eat. It's Ramadan. However, he's a traveler. He's a traveler. He's traveling. It's allowed for him to eat. Or he may be sick. In the haram or outside of the haram. And in our locality here, Ramadan, you see an individual, he's, he's, he takes something down, drinks something, or eats and puts something in his mouth. And you say, what are you, brother, what are you doing? It's Ramadan. However, he's sick. And he needs to take a pill. He needs to take some medicine. So again, a person has to verify that the person who is carrying out that action, it is an evil as it relates to him. It has to be an evil firstly. And then you have to verify concerning um, that individual. Has he actually fallen into an evil? No. And then the third is that we don't remove the evil with an evil which is greater. That we don't remove the evil with the evil that is greater. And when it comes to removing an evil, then there are four types. As the Sheikh also he mentions, four types when it comes to removing an evil. The first 
is that you remove an evil in its totality. So when we talk about nahi and munkar, to forbid evil and remove an evil, the first time is when you're able to remove that evil in its totality. All of it, it's gone. You forbid the evil and it stops. That is wajib, obligatory. It's obligatory for you to do, for you to do that. If you have the ability, if you have the ability, because the hadith mentions other hadith, whoever from amongst you sees an evil, let him change it with his hand. If he's not able, then with his tongue. If he's not able, then with his heart. So it goes back to ability. There are certain things you don't have the ability. So something which is outside of the home, on the streets, you don't have the ability, you don't have the sulta, you don't have the authority. Especially in these lands, non-Muslim land, and even in the Muslim land, anyway. That is for the ruler, for the ruler and the authorities, those people he has placed in charge. Islam is not a religion of uh, yeah, chaos and disorder, that anyone can just go out and do whatever, yeah, forbid the evil. As we mentioned, there are these conditions, and a person needs to know these conditions. And so the, gov- the, 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 the ruler will place people who are aware of all the rulings and conditions of commanding the good and forbidding the evil, and they are the ones who are charged with uh, for commanding good and forbidding the evil. So the first type is that the evil is removed in its totality, and that is wajib obligatory for those who have the ability. The second is when uh, the evil is removed, but it is replaced with an evil which is lesser. Hmm? The evil is removed, but that which replaces it is another evil, but it's lesser than the first evil. Hmm? That is also wajib. That is also wajib, obligatory. Because even takhfif and the lessening of the evil is obligatory. It's obligatory. The third is when an evil is replaced with an evil that is similar, the same level. And here, uh, the Sheikh he mentions that here there is nazar, and يعني, it is uh, liable to, to discussion and observation. That the, the, the people of knowledge will, will look into the affair because it's possible that removing that evil, it may uh, result in, an, in another evil, replacing it, but it, it becomes later, it becomes يعني, an evil which is greater. Or it may be replaced with an evil, which seems to be at the same level, but then yani it's, 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 it's lesser. But that, that's for the people of knowledge to decide. Now, if it is an evil, which eventually becomes an evil which is greater, then it is haram. It takes the ruling of it being haram. And if it is an evil, which eventually becomes lesser, then uh, it can be wajib. And again, that is for the scholars to decide. The fourth is that it is replaced with an evil which is greater and that is haram that is haram so there are the four levels or the four types of forbidding an evil the first was completely removing the evil and that is the, the ruling wajib obligatory the second replace is replaced with a lesser evil that is wajib also and the third equal an evil of the uh, an evil of uh, equal yani level and the fourth with a greater evil and that is haram haram to forbid the evil in that case and there is an example that the scholars they give of that imam and that sheikh sheikh islam ibn taymiyyah um, during his time he walked by a group of the tatars who 
were uh, drinking khamar, alcohol, getting drunk and performing all kinds of sin. And he walked by them with, with a, a companion of his and his companion said to him, why did you not forbid them? Such an alim, a scholar of that, of that level and that status, why did you not forbid them? And he said, he responded and said, had I forbade them, then they would have, they would have uh, yani attacked the homes, the Muslims in their homes and destroyed their homes and they would have uh, yani raped their women and so on. Hmm? And so he left it. And so this shows the fiqh of, and the understanding of the scholars and the imams in the, in, in the, in the religion. Now, وَفِي بُضْعِ أَحَدِكُمْ So we continue with the hadith. When the Messenger of Islam is explaining the types of charity, the different, different types of charity, and in having relations with your wives is charity. Yani, if a person, he, fulfill, uh, he fulfills his desires through that which is halal, meaning his wife, then this is charity. And upon hearing this, the Sahaba, they responded and they said, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah, so they were surprised. O Messenger of Allah, if one of us was to come to our, to our, to our uh, wife and fulfill that desire, will he be rewarded for that? So they were surprised at this. Because, as Imam Al-Qurtubi, he, he, he mentioned when explaining this, he said, that this is a question from one who sees that it is far-fetched or not possible or not likely unlikely that a person will be rewarded for an action which his soul naturally desires and on which he takes pleasure from meaning because the majority of people think that a person is only rewarded for actions of worship actions of worship which include some some mushakkah difficulty and yani Actions which go against the nature of the soul. That you have to strive hard and you have to... There's got to be some pain involved and some struggle and difficulty. So they were surprised at this. Meaning, by us simply fulfilling our desires. And, and, and from that which we take delight from. Will, will we have reward in that? And so the Prophet ﷺ, he responded and he said, uh, have you not seen that if he was to place that desire and fulfill that desire in haram through some unlawful means, would he be sinful? Does he not have that burden of sin upon him? And so likewise, likewise, if he places that desire and fulfills his desire through halal, lawful means, then he's rewarded for that. And the scholars, they mention here that this is a proof for Qiyas. This is a proof for Qiyas in the religion. Qiyas means uh, analogy. To make analogy. Here we have the Messenger of Islam explaining to the Sahaba the ruling of something or the reward of something through giving or striking an analogy. Yani he explained it to them by saying that the one who fulfills his desire through haram, does, does he have any sin upon him? The answer is, of course he has sin upon him. So likewise, 
through that analogy that the one who fulfills his desires in a lawful way then he gets reward this is called qiyas al-aqs in the religion that analogy of the opposite ruling the normal form of qiyas is um, such as an, uh, uh, an example and the, and the qiyas is a, a tool or a proof that the scholars they use they, they use to come to a ruling because the proofs in Islam there are many the proofs in our religion and the hujjaj proofs are many from them those that are muttafaq uh, alayha that which the scholars and the ummah agreed, up, uh, agreed upon but then from them from yani, the different types of proof are those proofs which the scholars have differed concerning so from those proofs that they have all agreed upon is the Quran the Quran is a proof no doubt any verse in the Quran when it comes to any particular ruling concerning any matter if there's a verse in the Quran that's a proof the Quran is a proof then the Sunnah it's a proof and then Ijma' consensus if there's consensus from the whole Ummah agreement that is a proof in the religion and then Al-Qiyas, this here, Al-Qiyas, analogy. Making Qiyas, so if we don't find a verse in the Quran, we don't find a hadith from the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah, we don't find Ijma' concerning a particular matter, then it's allowed and a form of proof in Islam is to then go to something else, go to something else which is similar to this matter and take the ruling. This is called Qiyas. And so, the example of drugs. We don't find a verse in the Quran concerning drugs. We don't find a hadith. We don't find an ijma'. Hmm? But we find in the hadith of the Messenger of Allah, we find uh, muskirin khamar. Every intoxicant is khamar. It is an alcoholic drink and wine. It is, it is, it is khamar. muskirin haram. And every muskir is haram. Hmm? And so now the scholars, when it comes to drugs, hmm, they use the matter of alcohol and intoxicants, and it's ruling to apply the same ruling to to drugs because the uh, yani the uh, the intoxicants. This is called the asal. This is called the origin. The the if you if you if you'd like yani the original matter or that with which we have a clear verse or clear proof concerning and then the, uh, the drugs that is the far the branch or these yani the the issue and the matter that we don't have a proof for but we would like to know the ruling concerning we want to come to the ruling concerning it so the far is compared to the asl it's compared to the origin the origin is intoxicants and the uh, the issue, the secondary, secondary issue, the matter that we're trying to come to the, to the ruling concerning, is drugs. Drugs shares with intoxicants in its illa, in its reasoning. The reason why it is haram. Meaning, both of them intoxicate or affect the mind in some way. So, the ruling now of the asal is the same as the? Same for the farah. And so, it is haram now. We know that kullu muskir is haram. 
Every intoxicant is haram. So every drug is haram. That's the ruling. The ruling for, for a drug is that it's haram. That's an example of qiyas. But here, the Messenger of Islam, he gave the qiyas al-aqs. Qiyas al-aqs. And so to understand this, when we gave the example of the intoxicants and drugs, then the definition that the scholars give to this, uh, yani, to this action of, of qiyas is that we um, make ilhaq al-far'ah bil-asl. That we connect the far'ah, secondary or subsidiary matter, with the origin. Hmm? And so in the, in the example we gave, drugs with alcohol in trying to affirm the ruling for it so we take drugs and we compare it with alcohol in trying to establish the ruling for drugs that is the normal form of qiyas as opposed to the qiyas of al-aqs when we make an analogy, analogy with something which is the opposite of something. And then we take the opposite ruling of it. So, um, the scholars when they explain this, they say that it is إثبات ضد الحكم في ضد الأصل It is establishing the ruling, the opposite ruling for something في ضد الأصل يعني from the uh, opposite of that particular issue. So, an example. This example here, in this hadith, the Prophet ﷺ, he said, he gave, he struck an analogy, and he said, have you not seen that if he was to place his desires in haram, will he be sinful? Hmm? The opposite of zina, so this is referring to zina, fornication or adultery, the opposite of that is what? Hmm? What's the opposite of zina? Marriage. Marriage. Uh, that which is halal. To fulfill one's desire through marriage. So that's the opposite. So here the Messiah struck uh, an example of the opposite. The opposite of marriage and the opposite of the lawful way of uh, fulfilling one's desire. And the ruling of zina is haram. And so the opposite of haram is halal is halal now another example which makes this easy for you is the hadith wherein Abdullah ibn Mas'ud he mentioned and he said that the Prophet said man mata la yushrik billahi shay'a dakhalal jannah that the messenger of Allah said whoever dies without making partners with Allah in his worship, he will enter paradise. One who dies without, without committing shirk, will enter Jannah. Wa ana aqul, and then Abdullah ibn Masood he said, and I say, man mata yushrik billahi shay'a, and I say that whoever dies associating a partner with Allah, dakhala. Annar, the opposite, Qiyas al-Aqs, the opposite. The hadith that he narrated from the Messenger of Islam is that the Messenger of Islam said, whoever dies associating and making partners with Allah will enter 
عفوا uh, the one who dies without without ascribing and making any partners with Allah in his worship will enter paradise that's the hadith but then Abdullah ibn Masood he mentioned from himself and I say the opposite of that qiyasul aqs is that whoever dies hmm, associating partners and making shirk with Allah dakhala an-nar so the opposite we have here the opposite in the hadith we have the one who doesn't commit shirk dies and doesn't commit shirk so that's the asal hmm? in the statement of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud we have the one who dies committing shirk hmm? the ruling of the one who dies without committing shirk without committing shirk the ruling is what? Jannah, jannah. he will enter Jannah hmm? so here now we have the opposite we have the opposite the one who dies committing shirk Hmm? The, the ruling is the opposite now That he will enter huh? The hellfire The one who dies committing shirk Now and So this shows to us through the statement of the messenger of Allah And other ahadith That qiyas is a hujjah, a proof In the religion Because the Prophet, Prophet himself used qiyas here To explain a ruling Now And we'll take very quickly the 26th hadith al-hadith as-sadish wal-ishroon as it is uh, connected to the to the topic um, uh, and it is concerning sadaqah and the different forms of sadaqah very uh, briefly uh, but this hadith is narrated this time by Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu and so an Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu qal that Abu Huraira he said qal al-nabi sallallahu alayhi wa the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said kullu salama من الناس صدقة عليه صدقة كل سلامة من الناس عليه صدقة that every سلامة سلامة is مفصل which means every every joint bodily joint every joint of the human and his body عليه صدقة that is upon it صدقة some form of charity كل سلامة من الناس عليه صدقة Every joint of an individual, there is upon it charity. Now, every day, every day on which the sun rises. So every day, there is a form of charity upon every joint of an individual. Now, كل سلام من الناس عليه صدقة كل يوم تطلع فيه الشمس that you reconcile that, a per, that, that, you, that, you, that you reconcile and rectify between two two people sadaqa that is charity it is charity and that you aid a man that you aid a man uh, concerning his riding beast and so you help him to board and to mount his riding beast. Or ترفعوا له عليها متاع صدقة. Or that you, يعني lift for him and raise for him his uh, luggage and his possessions, and you place them on top of his riding beast and help him. That is صدقة. والكلمة الطيبة صدقة. And saying a good word is صدقة. 
And every foot, every step that you take to the masjid, into salah, and to the prayer, that is sadaqah. And every, or uh, when you remove something harmful from the road, that is also sadaqah, charity. And that hadith, hadith was recorded by, who else? Al-Bukhari, al-Muslim. Al-Bukhari, al-Muslim. And so this is the 26th hadith. Now, which follows on from the, 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 the previous hadith, the same uh, topic, and that is the topic of sadaqah, of charity and the different forms of charity. As we mentioned, sulama, sulama, every sulama, every uh, mafsil, this is the meaning, because another hadith reported by Imam Muslim explains this, the meaning of sulama. The scholars, they differ concerning sulama. Does it mean uh, every joint, every bone of the human being, upon it there is charity? The hadith, which has also come in Sahih Muslim, wherein the Messenger of he said that uh, insan, a man was created, and uh, the human was created, every human from Bani Adam, um, meaning an individual has been created having 360 joints and this shows us the the uh, the nubuwa of the messenger of Allah, his prophethood and يعني, this miracle that was given to, to the messenger of Allah وسلم, and it shows to, shows to us the truthful nature of his risala and the messenger that he was sent with. And the messenger, messenger was sent with. We know he wasn't a doctor. He wasn't a doctor, but he informed of such uh, a fact that every human from the humans or from the children of Adam have been created with 360 joints. And so whoever, this is connected to the previous hadith, so whoever says, Allahu Akbar, and he praises Allah and says, Alhamdulillah. Wa halal Allah. Halal, what does that mean? Tahlil. That he says la ilaha illallah. Wa sabbaha. And he says subhanallah. Wa astaghfarallah. And he seeks forgiveness from Allah. Naam. Wa azala hajaran. Anit tariq. Or an tariq al nas. Or he removes a hajar, a stone, from the footpath. That is used by the people. And he commands with good. And he forbids an evil. Those 360 joints will walk having saved himself from the fire. Now, so we have within this hadith, the Prophet himself explaining sulama, because he mentioned at the beginning of the hadith, every child, every human has been created with مفصل, which means joint. And then at the end of the hadith, that those 360 sulama, and so sulama is mafsil, Meaning joints. Now, and again, it shows us the virtue of making those statements. Subhanallah, 
Allahu Akbar. Alhamdulillah and la ilaha illallah. How? These are a way or a means of a person saving himself from the fire. Now, that a person he reconciles between two people and rectifies between them with adab, with, with yani justice and being just. That this is also sadaqah. That you aid an individual and a man on his uh, riding beast and you help, you help him to mount his riding, riding beast. Or that you lift for him his belongings. And this applies also to uh, uh, nowadays, cars, you help an individual, a man who's old, a man who's weak, or a person who's weak, hmm, a person who's disabled, that you help them to board uh, a vehicle, a car, a, a bus, a train, coach, whatever, a plane. <coughs> and all of these, it, it applies, it applies, not just to a riding animal. That you help them with their, with their luggage and so on. All of that is sadaqah. All of that is sadaqah. Now, kalimatu tayyibatu sadaqah. And saying a good word is sadaqah. Wa bikulli khutwatin tamshiha ila salah sadaqah. And every footstep that a person makes towards a salah, that is sadaqah. And removing something harmful from the road is sadaqah. Now, and here, as Sheikh Ibn Taymiyyah he mentioned here, the the qiyas of the qiyas al aqs of this last statement, removing something harmful from the road is sadaqah. The opposite of that is to place something harmful on the road, is sin and a crime. Now, and as we know from the hadith that iman is seventy odd branches. The highest is the statement la ilaha illallah. The lowest of them, removing something harmful from the road, and also shyness is a branch of iman. But removing something harmful from the road is the lowest branch of iman. And Sheikh Salaf Fawzan, or Sheikh Salaf Fawzan, when he was uh, addressing this issue, and we, yeah, and it's an issue we find amongst the Muslims, even in the holiest of lands, over there, an issue uh, that many would fall into. Uh, of blocking their neighbors' driveways and so on. This is takes the ruling of of uh, placing something harmful in the roads, that which harms the Muslims, or that which harms the people of the footpaths. That this is the opposite of this, the opposite of this. And the Sheikh he said that either that is due to because the Hadith mentions what wa adinaha and the lowest branch imatulada and tariq. To remove something harmful from the road. That is the lowest branch. So if a person doesn't, who, 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 he doesn't do that, he doesn't remove something harmful from the road, or he does the opposite, he's the cause of something harmful on the road, then either it is because he has no iman at all. He's a kafir. He doesn't have any iman. That, he doesn't have iman to do that. We find a kafir is like that. The kafir has that within him. But also we know from the kafir, there are those who will do, will remove something harmful from the road. But either, when, in the case of an individual, either is he is because he's a non-Muslim, or he has he has extremely weak iman. He has that weak iman because if he's not doing that weakest, that, 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 that the lowest branch of iman, then that shows the weakness of his iman. That a person 
he very easily harms people in the uh, in their yeah any pathways. He parks in front of their drive and harms them. They're not able to to leave the house. It harms them. Very difficult upon people. They can't they can't uh, leave their homes. Uh, maybe it's an emergency. They have to leave. Get to the hospital. Hmm? And the person he parks his car up and walks a block, goes, gets, goes, goes to the masjid. It used to happen all the time during the during the lessons. Uh, notes will come to the sheikh that the neighbors are complaining that the students of knowledge, the tulab, who have come for something good, come for something good, but they're blocking up the driveways of of the of the neighbors. So they fall into something haram, something harmful. Now, and so these two hadith that they explained to us, um, this hadith and the previous hadith, the different types of charity. That sadaqah is not restricted to sadaqah bil mal, giving in charity uh, through one's wealth. Ahlul Duthur, the people of wealth and al-amwal kathir. One day they can give in charity, one day they possess that, that, that wealth, but the other day they may not possess it. But the other actions that were explained and mentioned, a person can do it whether he's from Ahlul Duthur, whether he has money and he's rich, or whether he's poor. And you can do them every day. Hmm? And so, uh, from, from those actions, uh, walk into the masjid, hmm? uh, fulfilling one's, desire, one's desires through halal. Also, uh, as has come in another hadith where the messenger of Islam, he explained the different types of charity and a man said, what if I, he can't, what if I can't do that? And then he, he mentioned another action that he can do and he said, what if I can't do that? And he said uh, to, to every one of them, what if, what if I can't do that? Then he said, and to withhold oneself from evil. Even that, to withhold, withhold oneself from evil is also sadaqah. Is also sadaqah. Now, and so we have in this hadith actions which are uh, actions that are performed by the body, and then we have actions that are performed with the tongue. And so from those actions that are actions of the tongue, tasbih, tahmeed, tahalila, and takbira, and so on, and also kalimat al-tayyiba, saying a good word. So we have uh, from these actions of charity that which are statements. And then, then we have from these actions of charity, those which go back to actions of the body, walking to the salah, fulfilling one's desire through marriage. Hmm? Uh, to, to aid uh, a person, to aid a man on his riding animal. And these are actions of uh, the body. And then from another angle we have uh, within this hadith, actions which nafuha qasir. Actions which uh, their benefit is restricted. Restricted only to the doer. The one who does it. And then we have actions which uh, the benefit يعني, is um, not restricted But rather it passes on to others So from these actions that were mentioned Those actions that are The benefit is restricted Tasbih, Tahleel, Tahmeed and so on Saying Takbir All of these the benefit just comes back to one's, Oneself doesn't, go on to, doesn't pass on to others Hmm. Likewise, um, 
walking to the masjid. Walking to the masjid. That, that is restricted to, to the individual, the, 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 do, the doer of the action, the one performing the actions. So from these actions, we have actions that the benefit is restricted to the one who's doing it. And then we have from these actions, actions wherein the benefit is for the one who's doing it and for others. From them? Huh? Commanding the good, forbidding the evil. To remove something harmful. Marriage also, na'am. Speak a good word also, na'am. Speak a good word. You, you, you speak a good word towards someone. To someone. Um, and yani, likewise, um, yani, from those actions, uh, we, we mentioned also to aid a man. To aid a man. Anyone who is in need of help in any way. And that is also um, an action wherein the benefit goes to others. But a question uh, that comes about and that which Ahlul Ilm they discuss is what, what type of action is better? What type of action is better? Is it that action that a person, he, it, may, it may be a, an action where the benefit is restricted to himself. However, yeah, and he, he has more ikhlas when he does that. Because it's possible that a person when he uh, performs an action towards others and benefits others by way of it, that riya uh, showing off may come into that. And so when a person does those actions uh, wherein no one is aware of those actions, that a person has more ikhlas in that. So yeah, that action could be better in this way. But then we have that action which the uh, benefit is mutaaddin, passes on to others. So it's not just good that comes to him if he has that ikhlas. Uh, but it, com- it comes to others also. Then there are those who say that action which is a shak is better. Meaning that action which has more difficulty. Then that action is better. Uh, meaning that the more difficult it is to perform, that act, to perform an action, then that action is the better action. This is, this is a discussion. But uh, Ibn Qayyim, he mentioned that the best of the actions are those actions wherein the benefit is muta'addin. Yani it passes on to others. So long as a person is sincere. Because if a, if a, if a person is more sincere in yani, performing those actions wherein the benefit is restricted to himself, then that would be better then the one who performs those actions and the benefit goes on, passes on to others, but there is no ikhlas in that. Or, and he has some riya uh, within that, uh, that action. Now, and then to finish, then the Messenger of Allah, he also said in that hadith, Kullu ma'roofin sadaqah, which sums up yani, these two hadith. Kullu ma'roofin sadaqah, every action of good is sadaqah. Wafaqallahu al-jami'i limma yuhibu wa rada'u, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa ala 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 alayhi wa sallam, w